Howdy, howdy. Bring it on. And welcome to... But it was aliens. Ah! The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe potential alien encounters in person from the comfort of my basement. I'll be hosting this week's probe and I'm Greybeard sitting opposite me with a twinkle in his eye because I said the word basement, which reminds him of his sex dungeon, is Granville Moonwalker. Today... We are heading back to the year of Moonwalker's birth, 1977. Not biting. Not biting. What do you mean? There's just, nothing to bite just, at. I'm just, just spitting some truth for our listeners before we begin. Just carry on. How did you get into... How old would I be? Old enough. I mean, depends when you listen to this episode, really, doesn't it? I mean, you're bordering on 50, but if you listen to this in a few years, you could be past 50. I look damn good for 50. Questionable. (laughs) (laughs) For our younger listeners, which is, well, everyone, we hear that life was different in the 70s. Televisions were massive boxes that took several people to lift. CDs weren't even out yet, let alone MP3s. You had to watch your feet walk in the streets because there was grey, crusty dog poop on every other street. In fact, it was hard to see where you were going because everything was in black and white. Inside every bush were torn pages from an adult magazine. In the UK, there were three TV channels. BBC One, BBC Two and ITV. The internet didn't exist yet. That could be an important consideration as we get into today's file. I wonder how many people that aren't in the UK expected you to go BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three. <laughs> when was Channel Four added? After seventy-seven. Do you know? I did look that up. <laughs> coincidentally, I looked up Channel Four and Channel Five. I remember Channel Five being was about, surprisingly recent. Yeah, wasn't it? Two thousand, maybe a little bit earlier. Around then. But I definitely remember that being a thing. But Channel 4, I forget if it was the very late 70s or 80s. But regardless, imagine today having free television channels. <laughs> people would freak out, wouldn't they? <laughs> like, if we reverted back to that now, people would not know what to do. Like, no YouTube, no Twitch. Oh, that'd be horrible. People would become so productive. It'd <laughs> <laughs> create more TV channels. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about... Um, Torn pages from an adult magazine. Yeah. That was still going on in the 2000s. But it's absolutely true, isn't it? Obviously not as frequent, but... Anywhere you used to go outside, any bush you walked past, there was always a torn page of a magazine in a bush. It's like there was a a pervert person in every single bush, in every single town. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it, because obviously it would give away our location. But can you remember down by the shores? Yes. You'd always, there would always be like seven or eight just. I can all remember over going to a park, near, in fact, both parks near my parents' house, and one of them is like a really child friendly park, and there was always pages in bushes. That massive park, <laughs> there's always going to be some. There. Not that one, the other one. Oh, that one? Yeah, the, the child friendly one, like with the play areas and whatnot that only families really went to. Even there, in the bushes, pages there was. <laughs> Um, how risky must it I mean if you're taking a magazine into a bush you're probably only really doing it for one reason aren't you mm-hmm. 
How risky must that be to be doing it in the middle of a public park? Maybe there wasn't that many people about, though. Oh. Like, because those kind of times, you only had your free TV channels, but everyone kind of was home watching things, weren't they? Like, yeah, such the and such shows. Yeah, were crazy back then, yeah. So people would, like, finish work and be home, and you'd have these little sickos outside just jacking it in bushes. <laughs> Where their wives won't see them. <laughs> What's the bigger risk? <laughs> doing it at home and getting caught by your wife or doing it in a park and getting caught by the police? <laughs> Probably be back then uh. at home. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those... Didn't even have mobile phones. No. People this... had to go and make their own fun. <laughs> this actually came up on my uh, Facebook the other day. I put a status out fucking years ago, but it was a memory. Can you remember when you didn't have a mobile phone and you had to go and knock to see if your mate was yep. in? Yeah. I used to walk a good, like, 25 minutes, knock on your door. You weren't there. Fuck. <laughs> 25 minute walk back. But to be fair, I always had my music on, so it wasn't that bad of a walk. And you used to skate a lot as well. That's true. I think there was one period of time in the summer... I got to yours and I'd take my headphones off and one song would be playing and you were like, do you listen to that song just on repeat? (laughs) But it just so happened that it was on as I got to yours. Oh, that was awesome. Snoop Dogg and The Doors, Riders on the Storm. Need for Speed Underground 2 for all you legends out there that know what I'm on about. You may not be aware, but back then... The ITV News used to be broadcast via Independent Television News, or ITN. Oh, fucking hell, ITN. You'd get a regional version specific to which part of the UK you lived in. Now, in the south and southeast of England, in 1977, ITN covered this area for Southern Television, the independent licence holder for ITV in those areas. November the 26th, 1977, was just like any other day as the ITN News Bulletin hit that evening around 5pm. In the broadcast studio, all was just as it should be. But for those watching at home, something soon went wrong. I thought you were going to say in the broom cupboard. <laughs> they opened the door, there was a guy in there jacking it. <laughs> Gordon the gopher was like, well, how you doing, man? <laughs> Ooh, so they're about to broadcast. Were they in the middle of broadcasting or were they about to start? So it's in this part of the probe, I'm about to introduce the start, but we're going to get into the broadcast. So they hadn't, they weren't in the middle of broadcasting when this thing happened. They're going to to be. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Hmm. What went wrong? Someone was caught jacking it. <laughs> I've really put that in your mind. Mentioning the magazine pages was a mistake. I can see that now. Or, I don't know, or they might have intercepted a broadcast from somewhere else. Oh, I like your thinking. And they probably thought, this is weird. This might be alien. Very like In terms of picking up a radio signal or something nearby, and it just didn't make sense to them. Yeah, they were like, you. how the hell did that happen? Aliens. The news. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's just the little head movement you did there, like your D-Lo Brown. <laughs> the news Bring was going along just as normal. The anchor was reading their copy as normal. But then 
there was some interference. Ah, called it. Then, whilst the visual of the news recovered and played out just as you'd expect, the audio seemed to be having problems. Those problems quickly got worse. In the place of the broadcast audio, a strange, deep voice begun booming out, saying, This is the voice of Vrillin. <laughs> a representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command speaking to you. Imagine hearing that at home. What's your first thought? Are you calling them on the phone? No internet, remember? Are you running outside to look up, telling your family? Just changing the channel? Okay, at that point, if I was a little kid at that time, I'm like, this is cool. If I was an adult, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I'd be thinking either someone's messing with the broadcast. But it's the news. Nothing goes wrong but, during the news. Yeah. Or someone's messing with the broadcast. <laughs> So someone's messing um, with the broadcast, or someone's messing with the broadcast. Have yeah, that right? but that someone could be an alien. So I'm still thinking someone. Nah, I'm calling bullshit. Someone's messing with the broadcast. Although, I think it would depend on how the newscasters reacted. Like, could they hear it as well? Or was this just put so over their audio? So they had no idea. They'll be aware, because obviously someone's watching the feed. Oh yeah, that is true, isn't it? The voice would go on. Hold on, sorry. No! The voice would go on. <laughs> go on. Ashtar Galactic Command. Yes. Why have I heard that before? <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit as well. The voice would go on. For many years, you have seen us as lights in the skies. We speak to you now in peace and wisdom, as we have done to your brothers and sisters all over this, your planet Earth. We come to warn you of the destiny of your race and your world so that you may communicate to your fellow beings the course you must take to avoid the disaster which threatens your world and the beings on our worlds around you. I'm going <laughs> I'm going to be honest at this point. The speech goes on for six minutes. I'll link the transcript in the episode notes, but I'm just going to pick out the key bits for our listeners. But what do you think about that? The transmission to southern England is to warn the world of an incoming threat. I mean, it's basic, isn't it? It's vague. It Kev, is vague. Kev, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Excellent. What time? There's good. I'm just warning you of something that you're going to do in the future. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, but just be aware. Like, unless he says precisely that a nuke is going to go off at this time and it's going to hit this place and cause a destru- cause destruction and devastation beyond that that you have ever seen or known in your entire existence. Let it's going to wipe off all life on the planet Earth, all life on the stars and solar systems around you. You humans are going to fuck shit up. What makes you think that these beings are from the future i didn't say they were from the future then how would they know when something's going to happen maybe they could see into the future well maybe they could maybe they're just from it maybe they're monitoring us and they're seeing that we're doing some dodgy shit so they're coming to warn us not to go down that road because they've done that themselves before and nearly wiped out theirs or they've watched another civilization do it so now they're intervening 
Who knows? <laughs> or maybe they could see the future. But I want specifics. Think about the people who can see the future in our civilization. Like Mystic Meg. <laughs> what about her? Do you think Mystic Meg she is going to make contact with other civilizations and warn them? What if she has? She's just throwing out lottery numbers. What if she has already? How do we know? She, she might have saved millions. She used to have articles in papers. She'd have shared that knowledge. She might have saved millions. The transmission? She might have known how people on Earth would have taken it if um, she would have started telling everyone the truth. She might have been locked up. You know how people are when they're told things that they don't want to know. The transmission five. went on. <laughs> this is in order that you may share in the Great Awakening as the planet passes into the new age of Aquarius. It mentions times of peace and evolution, yada yada yada, but then <laughs> Vrilon mentions evil forces overshadowing our leader's judgement. Yes, Vrilon then goes on to suggest that we need to remove all our weapons of evil, but Big V is making a good point here, right? Vrilon is basically saying, can we all just get along? So, he wants us to share in the Great Awakening, the awakening of the New Age. Oh, you didn't know? I shared in that New Age. It was awesome. Uh, the late 90s. Do you think that these aliens have they've studied us, right? Or do you think they're just popping in I, randomly? I would imagine that we're probably being watched David Attenborough-esque by okay. alien species, so they're aware of what we're doing. and So they learn how to communicate using our tongue. I don't know that our specific tongues would be how they learned so much as they watched us in terms of they could speak picked up our writings and whatnot perhaps Japanese Cantonese they'd have a Russian, good working knowledge much as we have a good working knowledge of other English. languages and ancient languages so do you think that what they've done is has this only this has only gone out in the south hasn't it so yes. they're only speaking English yes what if they got the transmission wrong and they broadcast in say Russia for example, but we're speaking English. The Russians were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, this was 1977. It wasn't like the year 200 BC or something, BCE. Yeah, but not everyone understands English. But it's on TV, it's going to be recorded. How the fuck did these learn English is what I'm saying. Why aren't they just speaking their common tongue? Because they studied us. And then we're like, what the fuck are you saying? Herp de doop de doop. <laughs> Can you imagine if an alien just came on TV? Herp de doop de doop de doop. Dilip loop. He's speaking a really profound message. Like teaching us some equation that explains all the mysteries of the universe, like then dark energy and. Halfway through that sentence, one of their words sounds like jacking it. Herp de doop de doop. <laughs> that that's the alien invasion that I want to see. <laughs> so this just went south. We're talking, yeah. It's like this probe is going. <laughs> it's bullshit. 
Why can't I you just, just go along with it? You know I'm probably going to shit on it myself at the end. I just remembered where fucking... Oh, what's his face is from? Why have I just blanked on the fucking word? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to continue. Ashtar. 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 <laughs> there it is. This is the last bit I'm going to cover on what Vrillon says. Vrillon continues. Hear now the voice of Vrillon, a representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command, speaking to you. Be aware also that there are many false prophets and guides at present operating on your world. They will suck your energy from you, the energy you call money, and will put it to evil ends and give you worthless dross in return. Dot dot dot. We have watched you growing for many years, as you too have watched our lights in your skies. You know now that we are here, and that there are more beings on and around your Earth than your scientists admit. We are deeply concerned about you and your path towards the light and will do all we can to help you. Have no fear, seek only to know yourselves, and live in harmony with the ways of your planet Earth. We here at the Ashtar Galactic Command thank you for your attention. We are now leaving the planes of your existence. May you be blessed by the supreme love and truth of the cosmos. A very polite ending, if you ask me. So whenever these so-called beings come down and they give us these messages to um, not self-destruct, as we are, and they say, we are from such and such, listen to us, we... Come here to help, etc., 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 yada, yada, yada. Why don't they just show themselves? Maybe they can't yet. Show yourselves, and 99% of the world will believe you exist. Although now quite a lot will just say it's fake news. <laughs> Maybe they exist in another dimension. We'll and pop it's into this one. Stable for them to pop in so they can't control it enough to be sure. Well, until you can. Fuck off. <laughs> you watch me get abducted tonight. <laughs> and Brillin's like, so you told me to fuck off, eh? So you told me to fuck off. <laughs> Obviously, Brillin's broadcast created mass panic. Hundreds of calls were made to Southern television from worried members of the public. This hit both the British and American Sunday newspapers the next day. The Independent Broadcasting Authority claimed in the papers that it was a hoax. But how would they know after only a matter of hours and with no evidence? Stinks of a cover-up, doesn't it? Unfortunately, because this news travelled so wide, there are a few variations on both the name of the person speaking and the exact content of their message, but I've given you the gist of the generally accepted account as replayed in recordings of the event. What do you think would happen if a legit alien message broadcast on live television today? Unfortunately, I don't think it would be believed. Um, but you wouldn't believe it, would you? <laughs> no. It depends on how and when it was broadcast. Like, for example, if it was just on 6 o'clock news in the UK, then a lot of people would just say it was a hoax. If it was in the middle of Super Bowl, 
a lot of people would just go it's a show what the fuck is this they'd probably think it's some weird trailer that was played earlier or later than it was expected to and someone would claim technical dif- technical difficulties if it was just on YouTube and then all of a sudden started interrupting everyone's YouTube videos and popping up everyone would blame YouTube and say someone hacked you YouTube and put a glitch in it so I think everyone would just disbelieve it really I'm not sure you could broadcast anything and have people believe it anymore well that's an interesting point you make maybe you should put that to one side then because you're saying no one will believe it when they're slapped in the face with the because truth yesterday <laughs> I'm not going to play this all because without the transcript it would be pretty difficult to understand for our listeners but here's a quick snippet of the start of the broadcast so that you can all contextualise what we're dealing with here listen to Vrillon's sultry tones there are conditions these include stopping the execution of all captured prisoners of war in Australia, Mr. Kerry Packer's cricketers are still pleading by yesterday's high-court decision, which didn't demand on the playing of test matches. I can see why people would have got drawn into that. I really can. Is it what you imagined it would be? Um, no, it's not. But at the same time, that would be pretty freaky if it happened. And being at the time it was, and it happened during the news, I can definitely see why people fell for it. However. <laughs> Here we go. The voice was far too English. Well, maybe that's because they'd been studying British people. But you've heard those from the South talk. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be Compare. someone from the South. <laughs> I mean, if they're talking to us, they're going to sound... Well, I sound however they want, to be fair, but... He sounded rather posh in English. <laughs> posh English alien. <laughs> and not only that, it had to be an inside job. And in I say way? it had to be an inside job because it was only broadcast through ITN in the South. So someone would have had to have not hacked or played this tape over the news as it was going live. So they must have had access to the studio and played it not necessarily we'll get into the specifics of that a little bit later okay well it's just the fact that it only went out south i mean if it was itn you would have thought it would have gone if it was such an important message it would have gone everywhere well maybe the aliens clicked on the button southern bloody england maybe there was someone in particular who they were tracing and knew was in that part of the country watching that channel at that time Argue against that, Biarch. Oh, bullshit. That's not an argument. <laughs> it's fact. So you mentioned earlier on that you clocked Rilon mentioned Ashtar Galactic Command earlier on. Interestingly, the name Ashtar has indeed popped up in other stories, and we covered Ashtar in detail only a fortnight ago. Ashtar! Remember... 
This was 1977. It wasn't like you could just Google shit. That 1971 British radio talk show call we mentioned in the Ashtar episode was perhaps a precursor to Vrillon making a bigger appearance here. I'll be honest, I heard of the Vrillon episode, and in researching this one, I kind of needed to cover Ashtar first, so I had to go back and do that, which led off on about 1,200 different tangents before coming back to finish this one. Ashtar has had a lot of contact with the world, but not to sidetrack. The internet didn't exist back then. Ashtar. It's like the YMCA dance, but Ashtar. So 1971. That was the the call in the Ashtar episode, if you remember. 1977. There was some footage I couldn't find. Yeah. But Ashtar and the Integratron and whatnot was all prior to this. So six years. Between the radio call and this one, yes. But not between the general concept of Ashtar. No. I mean, the call and the radio show. So somebody heard the radio show and was like, hmm, Ashtar now speaks to me. And then decided (laughs) that they were going to create this video. Or had Rillon worked out how to make contact with humans in 1971, but it's all unreliable and he hasn't quite got the hang of it yet. And therefore, the next time he tried to make contact, it went to 1977. No. Meanwhile... (laughs) Galactic Commands, or a Galactic Federation, has been more prominent in the news literally over the past year or three. A former Israeli space security official and professor no less, named Haim Eshed, came out in late 2020 and admitted that Earth has been in contact with extraterrestrials from a Galactic Federation. This man was a respected professor and retired general within Israeli military intelligence, and he said that the aliens asked not to go public with their visits just yet, as the world wasn't ready. There may also have been something about an underground base on Mars too. The Pentagon declined to comment. Apparently, Hey Meshed <laughs> didn't come out with this info sooner because he was afraid he'd be hospitalised. But now, in his later years, and with the world view on UFOs changing, he felt it is the right time. Haim also released a book which goes further into the details of the Galactic Federation. NASA deny his claims. Release the book, eh? Yes. Sounds really bad, but whenever someone releases a book, I just immediately think they're in it for profit. Well, of course they are in it stage for profit. One. We've discussed that Play before. Aliens. Stage two, book. But- stage three, <laughs> profit. If you've got an interest in something, why wouldn't you try and turn it into a job? As we've discussed before, we could write a book on all of our episodes. Yeah. Let's start. <laughs> but um, until you said book, I was kind of in. I was in on no Haim bloody word. <laughs> you just liked the name, and then you mentioned the book. I mean, is the world ever going to be ready? Are you ever ready to start anything? Just start. All those people out there waiting to join a gym, waiting to get fit. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Just start. Make the moment. Just take that step. See now, I'd accept that comment, but because you're a personal trainer, you're looking to make money from it. So, no. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not giving a book out. This yet. is your logic back at you. <laughs> I am trying to make money, yes, but not from our listeners. 
on the note of listeners, none are near us. Back to the broadcast. Looking at what the broadcast said, the age of Aquarius is very Earth centric. This event is when our vernal or spring equinox, the point where the sun crosses the celestial equator, enters the constellation of Aquarius. This would mean jack shit anywhere but Earth. Nobody else can see from space exactly what we see from Earth, and it's not a widely known term, so why would aliens even use it? It's almost like someone wanted to come across as knowing space stuff, but by doing so, demonstrated that they didn't really understand this. Meanwhile, why would the aliens only hack one transmission rather than every single television station? This affected southern UK television only, so unless this was a hoax being perpetrated by someone who wanted to make southern England destroy all their weapons before invading, that's a little unusual too. Or maybe the aliens fought Southern England is where the power is. Hard to say. It's quite easy to say. It was a hoax on Southern television. Say it with me, Kevin. It was a hoax. I do now have one final broadcast interruption to discuss. On November the 22nd, 1987... Two television stations in Chicago, Illinois, experienced another hijacking. I'm just going to show you a photo of Max Headroom. That's not his name. Who? That is not his name. Bear with me. <coughs> Max Headroom, who was a British fictional computer-generated artificial intelligence character from 1985, okay. predominantly starring in a music video TV show on Channel 4. Max would speak like Combo Breaker. Here he is for you, Mr. Moonwalker. <laughs> I can see why they called him Max Headroom. He's got a big so head. In front of me is a well, you can only see from the traps up, and he's in a black suit, white shirt, black tie, bit of a rectangle head. He's got a wooden top head. Bless him. And uh, blonde, slick back hair. But he's got a massive forehead. Like, it's huge. Hence why he's probably called Max Headroom. Indeed. And when you said that name, I just pictured the signs at the um, underground car park. I was like, that's not his name. That is bullshit if that is someone's real name. The reason I show you Max is because the channels were overtaken by the image of a gentleman or alien dressed as Max Headroom. For 25 seconds during the sports segment of WGN TV's 9pm news broadcast, Max swayed erratically whilst a strange buzzing noise could be heard. Two hours later, during WTTW's broadcast of Doctor Who, there was a 90 second interruption. Max was back but this time, he nailed a line between Pepsi and Coca-Cola, mentioned Max's piles or flies, and WGN. This interruption ended. Well, my only explanation as to how this hack ended is aliens. If you'd just like to check this video out, Mr. Moonwalker. So what are you looking at here? I'm looking. 
<laughs> someone is in a suit with a giant mask on and they've just put giant gloves on and they uh, what the what is this aliens okay guys literally bent over with his ass out <laughs> being spanked by <laughs> Nice cozy evening watching Doctor Who, and that comes on. So, <laughs> there was a man in a suit, the suit was brown, Max Headroom, yeah. And um, he had a mask on, which was that similar to Max Headrooms. And he was just moving around really weirdly, like just like Kev said, from side to side. And then all of a sudden, he claims that they're coming to get him, stands up turns around and drops his kegs and he's getting slapped on the ass with a fly swatter by someone else and then they give him a quick love tap with their other hand while they were at it what the hell is that oh, oh hold on hold on yep that was that was a little love tap ah oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> So just to clarify, the Max Headroom hack did indeed end by panning out to reveal that Max was nude from the waist down. <laughs> Max's buttocks were exposed as they were spanked by an unidentified female with a fly swatter before Doctor Who programming resumed. <sighs> Anyhow. Imagine being that person. <laughs> like, did they ever find out who it was? Someone thought it was a good idea to do that. It's, just, it's brilliant. Absolutely boggles. Uh, and some of the things they did were really thought out as well like they said the Coca-Cola slogan from a popular advert at the time whilst holding a can of Pepsi <laughs> anyway look into science the Max Headroom hack was likely committed by someone in line of sight of the Chicago analogue transmitter of the time who broadcast a stronger signal way back when TV signals broadcast the transmitters by landlines the transmitter involved in the Vrillon incident, it has been said, was a rare transmitter that received its signal via UHF radio waves. So rather than receiving a live landline signal, it rebroadcasts an off-air signal from another transmitter. Therefore, in theory, it would have been possible using a local transmitter to overrule the system and force the antenna to broadcast an external signal because... UHF works via line of sight. If the alien signal, pun intended, wanted to overpower the original signal, it just had to be closer to the TV transmitter. The Vrillon hack was sound only. The image of the transmission itself was not overruled. Unfortunately, investigations showed that the Hannington transmitter of the independent broadcasting authority responsible for the broadcast had rebroadcast a signal from a nearby small, unauthorised transmitter. But, if this was a hoax, why has the culprit never been caught? Is it that unreasonable to think that aliens speak with a British accent? Yes. Probably didn't get caught because... I wouldn't say the police weren't smart enough back then, but how often did things like that happen? So being able to trace it back then could have proved rather difficult. 
didn't well, happen often. And they would have known that it was uh, like they were hacked and that it came from an unknown source, like they did. But being able to pick up where it was and who was there and everything like that may have proven too difficult. Me. Or they just kind of up security or up their technology at the time. Like, fuckers, they got us. Maybe they couldn't find the hackers because they were of another dimension. Interdimensional beings. <sighs> Don't buy that at all. <laughs> really? I thought I had you. <laughs> you had me at a shed. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? <laughs> I don't recall that. <laughs> and then you mentioned a book and I was gone. <laughs> Summarising. We've had the ITN News Bulletin covering ITV on Southern Television in the UK interrupted. Interrupted by Vrilon, an alien warning of incoming danger if we do not seek the light and get rid of all of our weapons. Vrilon also warned us to be aware of the powerful, who basically are being led astray by evil forces and sucking us off financially. Taking our money. The message went on for six minutes and worried the pants off those witnessing this broadcast in South and South East England. This obviously hit the news, but was said to be a hoax by the Independent Broadcasting Authority. We mentioned Ashtar Galactic Command, connecting to our Ashtar episode, and we touched upon the Israeli Space Defence General claiming the existence of a Galactic Federation. Looking at Vrilon, we analysed how it's an unusual point of reference using the Age of Aquarius. Almost like someone trying to come across as a space-knowing person, but clearly not being so. It did also turn out that the television transmitter used UHF radio waves, so could have been hacked, so to speak, by a closer source, and apparently this was proven in subsequent investigations. But why can't aliens have a deep British accent? If aliens wanted to get a message to us, it's reasonable to think that they'd have to use our own technology to do so. Oh, and yeah, we covered uh, Max Headroom's bare buttocks getting spanked. Any final thoughts before we conclude, Mr. Moonwalker? Did they find out who was who Max no. Headroom was? No, unsolved mystery. <laughs> awesome. Never caught his ass. Unlike the fly swire. Um, <laughs> I don't think it is reasonable to think that they would have to use our own technology. I would assume that they're took technology is way more advanced than ours and they can just but then it could be too advanced for us to be able to understand we don't have the technology to interpret their technology but they probably have the technology to interfere or connect with ours which is exactly what happened no i mean in terms (laughs) of i thought you meant they had to use our technology in in our time to use hold on Say, for example, they went to the shop, grabbed one of our fucking transmitters, and then used that transmitter to then contact us. I thought that's what you meant. Whereas I mean, necessarily. they could sit in their ship, use their own fucking tech, and then just plug into ours. Either or. Both are possible. So, are you saying that it was aliens? Do we know more about a shed? <laughs> like, how did his book sell? I Is don't well have off? that. That was um, only quite recently, so I don't have that information. Didn't he need money? Mm, he'd worked. Might have had a, a gambling problem. <laughs> Might have owed some money to some very dangerous people. 
needed to recoup some of his losses. I mean, he may have, he may not have. I don't have the details on him as stated. There's uh, nothing else I can tell you about him. Well, if that's the case, then I can't say this was aliens. <laughs> you were never going to say anything else. You have no idea what I was going to say if you brought me the facts that I wanted. I have every idea, sir. You do not have a clue. You've already decided that he was you after don't money. Have a That's Scooby. why he released the book. You do not have a Scooby-Doo. I have a Scooby, a Shaggy, and a Scrappy-Doo. And Velma. I've got a raging Velma. I am not saying that it was aliens either. This file, I got a little excited when I stumbled on the original clip of the Vrillon hack but it went off in so many different directions I soon got a little bit overwhelmed, to be honest. My bubble was burst when I started coming across other hacks and connected the dots to previous Alien Contact D shenanigans. Then, I came across Max Headroom, and I just had to include that. Hope you enjoyed seeing that ass, which I will link in the episode notes for any in the audience who want to check out those buttocks too. Don't say we don't do anything for you. But yeah, not aliens for me. Any final thoughts from yourself? No, none. We need to get a t-shirt for Ashtar. <laughs> the Ashtar hand symbol. That's today's show, folks. Thank you. Yes, you for listening to But It Was Aliens. <sighs> Hopefully nobody has hacked this broadcast for you today. If you'd like to support the show, there are two ways that you can do that. Head on over to butitwasaliens.co.uk because we are British and you can pick up some swag from our store. If you're more interested in hearing more of our probes, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens, where each month we release a side probe into more widely mysterious or paranormal events. Our social links are in the episode notes available on the podcast app you're using to listen to this. Those social links may include where you can find us on the Twitter. Which, in case you can't guess, is that, but it was aliens. We'll have a new extraterrestrial mystery for you next week, but until then, why didn't they list the word gullible in the dictionary? The truth is up there. Hash. Tag. Proud.